Folks, Ron Raymond here from the Ram Report for a Thursday. It is uh, October 6th. Hope you're having yourself a good start to your Thirsty Thursdays. As always, don't forget to subscribe to our channel by tapping that notification bell in the top right hand corner or hit the subscribe button below this video if you are using a mobile device. Today's podcast is brought to you by bullpenpicks.com. Follow the top pickers each and every day in the playoffs right here at bullpenpicks.com. You can see yours truly, Ron Raymond, at 729 points. Magnum 518, Art 55 at 486. And all three of these baseball pickers this year finished uh, with uh, 56, 57% record. And uh, yeah, so congratulations to all the players who followed Magnums, Art, and myself. Hopefully, you guys had a uh, good baseball season. Hockeypicks.com is now underway. Preseason hockey, you can bet it. And you can uh, play right now at hockeypicks.com. Also, you can also play at bballpicks.com. In fact, yours truly uh, ran the board yesterday. I went 5 0 with my basketball picks. And uh, looking uh, forward to another winning season of basketball and the World Series of Handicapping Pro Football Contest season number 11 is underway. Week 5 is uh, coming up and you can still sign up and uh, it's a free contest. All you got to do is sign up and make 7 picks each and every week. And if you go 7-0, and sides or totals, rate those selections 7 units to 1 unit. And if you go 7-0, and we will give you a free 1-year membership right here at ATSStats.com. And later on in the show, near the end, I'm gonna do the ATS calculator. I'm gonna do the uh, the podcast, oh, not the podcast, the uh, the forecast. Hey, it, it ended with an ass. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. AST forecast. Get it? Haha. <laughs> but uh, oh, hey. Holy cow! Yeah. Struggling. Struggling on a thirsty Thursday. And uh, yeah, so we will do the ATS calculator today. And uh, you'll see all the games we'll uh, do in the uh, system. And today is Thirsty Thursday. You know what that means. Ross, the boss, Benjamin, will be here. And uh, looking forward to Ross. Ross got a pick tonight on the game between the Colts and the uh, Denver Broncos. And also, he's got a selection on the game between South Carolina against uh, Kentucky this weekend. And we always look forward to talking to Ross on a Thirsty Thursday. And uh, speaking of Thirsty Thursday, hope you guys are having a good uh, part of your Thirsty Thursday. And I see the Nature Boys back, eh? I see the... <laughs> I thought they banned that news, uh, that username there, Nature Boy. But, uh, hey, if you're able to use it, right on. Uh, dead man tell no tells. <laughs> Coach, top of the morning, Telly. Uh, Telly's in the house. Bo Jackson, morning peeps. Good morning, Bo Jackson. Scott Chan, apparently it's National Coaches Day here in the U.S. Cheers to you, Ron. Hey, right on. I'd love to hear that. National Coaches Day. And... Uh, <laughs> 
to all our fellow coaches out there who are trying to make a difference in uh, people's lives uh, enjoy the national coaches day in the u.s and again when you coach you know you do it for uh, the fun and you do it also to help and develop and always um, you know you're, you're paying for it right you're passing the torch as a coach because uh, somewhere along the line, if you were playing sports, somebody was coaching you. And uh, I always believe uh, you pay for it when you are coaching whatever sports you coach, right? It could be a chess, checkers. It could be uh, hockey, baseball, whatever you're coaching, gymnastics. And uh, congratulations to all the coaches out there. Today is National Coaches Day. So I tip my hat off to all the coaches out there. And hopefully you guys have a, a great day and a safe one. All right. So we've got a great show lined up for you guys today. And if you're tuning in for the very first First time. My name is Ron Raymond. I'm a five-time sports handicapper champion based out of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Beautiful day here in the nation's capital. 16 degrees. Going to reach 21 like it did yesterday. And the leaves are just starting to turn. So you know winter is right around the corner. But uh, we'll take advantage of the uh, the nice weather while it's still here. And uh, yeah, so looking forward to a good show and um yeah ross the boss will be here at the top of the hour and uh always fun when ross is in the house right always fun and if you miss uh my new uh my new toy that i i brought into the uh the sound bites yesterday hey baby we're gonna be here all day <laughs> we're gonna be here all day baby yeah, I like this kind of party, and hopefully you guys are, uh, you know, that's that's what I want you guys to do when you go to your sports book, right? Knock on the window, knock on the door, knock on the, the uh, uh, on your mouse, and tell them, uh, hey, ask them if he likes this kind of party. When hopefully you're gonna uh, win a lot of money off their uh, off their books, right? That's the the name of the game: education and sports education. Learning how to uh, uh, avoid uh, beginner's mistake. In fact, speaking of beginner's mistake, you can see here I posted on the on the front page. I think uh, you know keeping with the coaches theme of the national coaches day um education you know i'm reading a lot of articles about sports books and uh, are pulling back on their advertising because you know they're <laughs> i've been saying this for two years um when, when you when you're getting into the sports betting industry and if you don't know what you're doing um you know you're going through all that money and acquiring um sports betting clients that you know there's something about like the the sports book like FanDuel, DraftKings, uh points bet uh for each player it costs them 500 dollars per acquisition that that is crazy that is just crazy that's throwing your money out the window you want to know what's the best form of advertising is it's called education you educate uh the, the novice sports bettors there on how to uh, to win a sports betting and watch your um your bankroll or watch your uh, your profit margins go up the other way it's just it's all about education if you guys think that uh, you know you can't have this uh, assumption that the, the the public is is stupid and thinking that they're just gonna you know sign up and, and give you their money and then you know keep doing it every you know what's the definition of insanity right um you got to educate and this is what this show is all about it's about education it's about avoiding beginner's mistake like you see right there and uh, that's the number one goal and well i got two goals right here you, you guys know the number one goal right can we have fun you're damn right i demand that we have fun yeah the number one goal is to have fun and the uh the number two goal is to educate educate the the uh, the novice sports betters even the old time right you can always teach an old dog a new trick is uh the less is more philosophy and avoid beginner's mistake and that's that's the name of the game you want to um what are you in this for right you're in this to make money you're not in here like like greg Dempson told me a long time ago when you walk into vegas sportsbook it doesn't say the bank hey it doesn't say bank it says sportsbook casino and you know what that means? It's you against the sports book. All right. I see uh, my good friend, uh, Gloria Kay, is in the house. 
Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers, and Gloria K is a closer. Bo Jackson's in the house, and uh, Telly says uh, a big smile. And uh, I left Bo a couple weeks ago. Now FanDuel gets my business, says Bo Jackson. I haven't really tried any of the new uh, corporate sports books. Um, you know, just I don't know. Just I'm I'm happy with my my current sports book that I'm at that I've been with for 20 years. But uh, yeah, so hey, you know, good luck. Uh, you know, I'm telling you, the the offshore guys are feeling a bit of the. I don't know if they're feeling the pinch, but they first the market, right? The one thing in in the sports book industry or any industry for that matter, right? Anytime you got a new industry, the first to market always wins normally, right? Ninety percent of the time, if you're first to market and you have a good uh, business plan, you, you should do very well. And the hardest thing for these sports book coming in, you know, the corporate sports book, what I call you know the FanDuel's, DraftKings, points bet. All, you know, well, MGM and all those guys—they've been around a lot on, on uh, offshore, not offshore, but offline. Now that they're online, it's tough to compete with those offshore guys, the William Hills in England that's been going, you know, since uh, since sliced bread. Um, you know, it's 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 a tough, tough industry. Just because you know you have a big name doesn't mean uh, online you're going to have the same production uh, that you think you would with um, the 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 offshore guys, right? Offshore guys first to market 25 years ago, so it's really tough to compete with those guys. But hey, you know what? Uh, <laughs> it, it can be done. All right, so today we're gonna do a um, as we always do. We go and uh, look at the uh, golden rules of sports betting. And uh, let's take a look at the top commandments uh, before we get that. Don't forget, the fundamentals of sports handicapping is all based on value, percentage play, performance cycles, player availability, and we use a disciplined money management system. During the show today, you're going to hear me talk a lot about A, B, and C-type teams in the rim report. A-type teams are teams with a 60 or higher win percentage. B-type teams are 50 to 59.9. And C-type teams, those are teams below 500. And uh, very rarely do I bet on C-type teams. Uh, The odd time I do. But if I do, I don't put a lot of money on it. It's beer and pizza money. Also, I'm going to talk about teams that are bullish, neutral, and bearish. All depending on the cycle that they are in. And the 10 commandments of sports betting. Thou shalt not bet big money on C-type teams in the rain report, and as Denis the goalie would say. No, you don't do that. You don't do that. Oh, why no, not? never, never. Why not? Hey, all right, why not? Because uh, you just don't. Also, I added uh, some rules. Remember I told you guys I was going to change up uh, some of the rules? Well, you'll see that I did uh, added uh, some new rules here today. Never lay points. Take the points or bet the money line or bet the over-under when you are betting on spread sports. Create your own number. Here's one. It's your number against the bookmakers. Always remember that when you're betting on sports, you're not betting uh, you know, Indianapolis against Denver. You're betting the bookmakers' number against your number. And at the end of the day, always remember your number has to be better than theirs. Follow disciplined money management system. Never force a pick because you need action on the game. Never chase losing bets on a bad day. No, you don't do that. Yeah, bet with your wallet, not your heart. Here's the uh, number seven tip, a new one here. Any NHL home favorites coming off a one goal loss. Believe it or not, they win 60% of their games in the next game since 2011. So home favorites coming off a one goal loss. I know me and Isaiah used to laugh about this one all the time, being money in the bank. Since 2011, 60%. So keep an eye on that this year. Never bet against A-type teams who are bullish at home. No, you don't do that. No, you don't do that, especially when they're called the Atlanta Braves. And the 24-hour rule of betting, that's why that one will never change. I'll keep that in there till the cows come home. Take a day off after a big win. Enjoy the win because you never know when that next win's going to come and never bet on teams who are in a bearish cycle no you don't do that you don't do that oh no never never why not 
against the rules. Against the rules. You know, you're stupid when you do that. Because you just don't. That's right. Good morning, crew. Mitchell Watson. Telly, under 43 tonight. That's what he likes. Ronnie, how are you doing there, Elliot V? And Bodog was starting to limit my action. Hey, that's maybe because you listened to the Ram Report, right? So the, the Bo Jackson says, Bodog was starting to limit the, my action. See, um, when, when sportsbooks started doing that, that's because they're feeling a bit of the pinch, right? Uh, the the competition, not just in sports betting, the, the whole world, the whole industry, everywhere, everybody's pulling back. And, you know, even, even us, even us, you know, like uh, some of the sites, that i was carrying i said i can't carry these sites anymore and uh you just gotta you keep your name in the game and uh cut back on your expenses and uh just um they you gotta do it right look at facebook i just read that facebook is also cutting back some offices so everywhere you look people are cutting back and uh yeah it's uh, it's hey we're close to a recession right where a lot of people say we are in one but uh we'll see down the road but this is a sports betting show we'll keep with the sports betting theme hey don't want to go uh, dow jones on you guys here but uh, looking at the disciplined money management system, A, B, and C type teams, uh, whenever those teams are bullish, neutral, and bearish, you can see the number of units that I like to recommend to those uh, teams. And also, if you uh, want more tips, click on this link and it's going to bring you to our sports betting tip page and over here you got all the tips uh that you want to uh, look at they're also on our um, on our youtube channel and uh, you can get that right here at atsstats.com go to tools and go to sports betting tips and on this page here uh you should see uh this video should come up in fact when i click on it let me see if it comes up on the next page you know sometimes it's a little bit slow but uh, yeah all the uh, sports betting tips all the educational ats tutorial you want to learn about the rain report you want to learn about the uh um, all the uh, the um, uh, the features we have here in the website you go to tutorial video right here just go on the pull down menu and there's every feature we have on the website uh maybe not every maybe 90 percent of them because i've added there a couple the last couple of years but uh, you can see the videos and it'll give you a tutorial on the rain report also on all the other uh, sports betting tools that you see here on your dashboard and if you uh, log in right now go to your dashboard this is where all the tools are in the toolbox and for four dollars and 99 cents a week i think it's one of the best bargains in the sports betting industry selling more cutting boards says the uh, nature boy yeah speaking of the uh, nice cutting boards if you want a nice cutting board from uh, the nature boy Hey, the Buffalo Bills nice cutting board. You can get them. Just uh, post your link there, uh, Nature Boy, and uh, hopefully we can uh, drum you up some business here because they just don't love it. Love the answer because you just don't, says Elliot V. Yeah, well, you're talking about this right here. No, you don't do that. You don't do that. Oh, no, never, never. Why, Why not? not? Against the rules. You know, you're stupid when you do that. Well, I don't think you're stupid, but uh, I think I know what you're talking about. All right, uh, so uh, as we always do here, we go and feed uh, the ponies. And today we're going to go to Belmont at the Big A. Get him in. Get him in. Get those, get those bets in. Yep, they're off and running today at Belmont at the Big A. First race today at Belmont is a $20,000 maiden claiming race, 1235 post time, one mile on the dirt. We are going to recommend the number one horse. Hey, 
well, what a, what a better place to uh, to uh, call this horse, right? Right here from the North Pole, right? The number one horse with Irad Ortiz Jr. Irad is 36% in the money, last 100 race. North Pole is 4 to 5 morning line. The number six horse, Reunion Tour with Castillo, uh, Castillo in the saddle at 23% in the money, last 100. 21 morning line on Reunion Tour, the number six horse. The number three horse, Lefty's War, Dell Davis in the saddle, number three horse, eight to one morning line on Lefty's War. And our Joker's Wild selection at medium odds is the number two horse, River of No Return, Gomez in the saddle on the two horse, River of No Return is five to two morning line. And you know what? I'm going to go with Dell Davis today, the number three horse, Lefty's War. And uh, let's see here, eight to one morning line on Lefty's War. And what you want to do, if you got a $20 budget, now it's going to be hard to beat that number one horse at four to five morning line but this is what i like to do here um i'm going to show you another bet i'm going to, show, I'm going to give you two betting options and uh one of them my friend showed me this one all right the number one option is called the double dutch uh betting system is you want let's say you take the number three horse today and uh, you take the three, you put, say you got a $20 budget, put 10 to win, 10 to place on the number three horse, Lefty's War. Comes in first, you get paid twice. Comes in second, you get paid once. And the other betting system I'm going to recommend, anytime you got a horse like this, that's four to five morning line. And here's the education part that I'm talking about at the top of the show, right? It's called back wheeling, right? Everybody knows, uh, not everybody, but a lot of horse people uh, in betting. Uh, so what you want to do is an exacta back wheel, right? So you take the number one horse, you take him for second, and you put the field into first, right? So this way, at four to five morning line, he comes in first, and then the field comes in second. Not going to pay, right? But let's say the number one horse comes in second, and then the field comes in first. Then it might just pay a little bit. Four to five is not, but let's say 20 to one and four to five. Yeah, that will pay off a little nice. So a little betting tip here, eh? A little betting tip here. From your friends, courtesy of uh, ATSStats.com. All right, uh, love, love, love the horns, says um, Gloria Kane. Love the horns. Which horns are you talking about, eh? I don't know which horns you're talking about. Uh, let me see here. Uh, it's not this one. Dilly dilly. No, not that one. Um, love the love those horns. Love the horns. Um, uh, Texas Longhorns, maybe. Oh, I think she's talking about the Texas Longhorns in the uh, Red River Shootout, or uh, what is it called these days? Like I said yesterday, they changed that title so many times. I just don't know what it's called. The Red River Classic, the Red River Shootout, the Red River, Red River. Hey, okay. Red River, Red River. We called uh, Gloria K over. Remember that British Bulldog? That's what it sounds like to me. All right, uh, let's uh, get to the uh, the next topic of the day, and uh, the next topic. Also, don't forget World Series of Handicap, and the contest leaders will put in their picks. And uh, let's go to the top sports betting options today uh, for a uh, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. It is October sixth. And uh, you can see here, let's go to the NFL and let's see the uh, top five sports betting options this weekend. And I know it's uh, it's not a football Friday, but uh, we will get into this uh, more on a Friday. But coming in number five is the Chicago Bears taking on Minnesota at plus six and a half. And uh, you can see here the New York Jets plus three and a half against Miami. They're the fourth best betting option according to the um, sports betting market options here at ATSStats.com. Arizona. 
plus five and a half against the Eagles. And uh, Eagles fly, Eagles fly. Hey, they're flying right now. The only undefeated team right now in the NFL. The number two uh, betting option plays tonight, the Denver Broncos against the Colts, minus three and a half. But again, you know me, I'll take the money line. I'll lay the I'll, I'll lay the juice and I'll take the money line. I don't want to sweat out a field goal at the end. And the Chargers, just like last week, the number one betting option, minus two and a half. Again, take the money line. Uh, against the uh, Cleveland Browns, a 69.5% chance of winning for the um, LA Chargers and against uh, B-Tide teams. They haven't played B-Tide teams yet. Hey, a bit of a, uh, a soft schedule, a little cupcake schedule. Good morning, OG Wheat. Good morning, great people. Let's get the pearls, baby. Hey, Mark Nation's in the house. Good morning, Mark. And, uh, yeah, so looking forward to that. Show me the money! Let's show these guys the money here today on a thirsty Thursday. All right, uh, let me see here. What else do we got? Oh, yeah, let's do college football. Let's do college football before Ross the Boss Benjamin comes in at the top of the hour. And uh, we'll uh, we'll get into some uh, football with Ross, see what he has going this weekend. All right, the number five betting option today is Tulsa against Navy, minus five and a half. Boise State coming in at number four, minus seven and a half against Fresno State. Fresno State not having a good uh, not having a good year. When you lose to Connecticut, you know it's time to mail it in, right? Louisville taking on Virginia. You can see the uh, the Cardinals here, a three-point road favorite, a 57.5% chance of winning. Central Florida, Central Florida. Hey, there you go, James S. Gave you a little Ric Flair right there. Uh, SMU last night, Central Florida was the number two betting option. Hopefully you were on Central Florida. And New Mexico, we got New Mexico, number one betting option, plus three today against Wyoming. Um, here at the Ram Report. So good luck with your selections this weekend in college football. CFL fans, let's uh, cater to our Canadian Football League friends. The number three betting option today is the Hamilton Tire Cats against uh, the Green Riders, Saskatchewan. You can see Hamilton, a one-half point home favorite against uh, the uh, Rough Riders. Edmonton, plus 13.5. C-type team, though. I won't trust it. Against the uh, top team, the CFL, Winnipeg Blue, Bo- Blue Bombers. 16% chance of winning for the uh, the Elks and the BC Lions, the number one betting option, plus one against the uh, Toronto Argonauts. Only a 36.8% chance of winning, and uh, they've been neutral now 37 days. Strength of schedule, 44% last uh, three games. And against eight type teams, they've won 60% of their games. So the BC Lions, your number one betting option today. UCF Easy Money Line Cash as uh, Mark Nations. Good morning, Bo Dunn Sports. Uh, hope you're doing well, Bo. Hey, a lot of I love having a lot of all the Bows in the house here, eh? Hey, we need uh, we need Bo uh, Bo Jackson here, Bo, because Bo knows. All right, um, if you lose to Connecticut, it's time to forfeit the rest of the season. Yep. Hey, Ron, it's ten uh, percent of your bankroll. We are recommending to use. Yep. That's you know what, depending on who you ask, right? But normally ten percent is a good uh, percentage of the uh, the bankroll. So he's saying um, that, that's a great question. Elliot V says, Hey, Ron, is it ten percent of your bankroll? We are recommending to use. And think about this. Let's say you got a hundred dollars in your bank account uh, at a sports book. Why would you bet $50? That's 50% of your bankroll. You lose it. Um, how much fun is that when you're only $50 left, right? Why not just put 10%, like $10? This way, if you know you're uh, putting 10%, you have a minimum, a minimum of 10 bets that you're going to, uh, well, not, maybe nine, because there's the juice, right? Um, or maybe eight, because they have a 110. So maybe eight, a minimum of eight bets, right? Hey, why not take that odds and 10% if you win and you keep increasing that bankroll? Hey, 
put it this way. You put $100, you're not going to get rich on $100. You're not going to be, uh, unless you hit a 15-team parlay, and then, you, you know, you, you got uh, uh, one of our horseshoes here, and, uh, you know, you never, or, you know, lucky rabbit's foot or something. But, hey, um, but if you just use 10% of your bankroll, that's a good start. And, you know, have fun. Have fun sports betting. And, again, know what type of investor are you. Are you a sports betting investor? Or are you a, uh, a recreational investor, right? And if you're a, if uh, if you're an action investor, then you know ten percent for sure. Sports betting investors, um, depending on your strategy, and you know mostly sports betting investors will put a bigger bankroll, right? But ten percent is still uh, still a good way to go. I wouldn't change a thing. Ten percent is a good recommendation. I've lost six k in one month. That's why I asked. Yeah. So you know what? The the thing is, if you've lost six k. Um, less is more. And this is why I say all the time, you can't be betting every day. If you're betting every day, and uh, let me see, this is, I love this because, you know, a lot of people are in the same boat that Elliot V is at, right? And, you know, we're, we're all proud people. We don't want to talk about it. Sometimes if you, if you, you know, somebody who's proud, and we're, hopefully you're all proud, <laughs> but if you've lost a lot of money, you know, that's not something you're going to really, you know, speak at the dinner table that night, right? Hey, I lost 60, I lost $6,000 past the gravy. <laughs> you know, um, it's just, you got to remember why you're doing this and if you're an action investor beer and pizza money this is why i say um it's if you're betting every day you bet beer and pizza money and if you're betting premium picks like we have here uh you pick your spots you pick your spots and when you really feel good about a play and you know then you're confident and if you need help you know there's always uh there's a lot of great handicappers out there just make sure the handicapper you do um invest in that is proven and that you're confident with and uh, there's a lot of great handicappers out there but uh yeah so that's my best advice i can get you'll get that money back tomorrow says uh james s uh that's great thank you info the last summer to be exact um yeah all right so less is more remember that right less is more in fact let me go to um speaking of that and you know what we'll talk about that with ross i know ross is always big on that too sports betting tips i think it's in this one um sports betting tips and uh is it down here yeah yeah he bookmaker's not your friend less is more only bet on a and b type teams in the rain report only bet when our teams are neutral bullish cycle have a disciplined money management system and always remember what bill parcel says you are what your record says you are and this is why when you look at teams um a b and c type teams and what's more important right the uh, the percentage play or the money line you know when, when you look at you know how much i'm going to place on a bet or the percentage play I think the percentage play is, you know, it is what it is, right? It's like, I tell you guys this all the time. You know, if you want to buy a Tesla stock, which is probably a good deal right now, or Apple or, you know, all the um, the A type, the blue chip stocks, you're not going to get those stocks at a, at a uh, you know, at a penny stock price. You're not, you know, you can't have that mentality. The price is what the price is. And the thing is, a team's record is what a team's record is. And Bill Parcell says it all the time. You are what your record says you are. And this is why I keep harping each and every day. I come on here Monday to Friday, 1030 Eastern, every day. Bet on A and B type teams. Stay away from C type teams. You'll lose your shirt. You bet when you expect bad teams to do good things, it never, ever happens. Bad teams are bad teams for a reason. And and, then always remember when you're putting, when you're putting your, I know I'm going on a Ron's rant and get off my lawn to, hey, it's supposed to be a thirsty Thursday and I'm getting, you know, get off my lawn uh, type guy here. But 
When you're putting your money on a team that has a 42 win percentage, that's the exact win percentage you have of winning that bet. Think about think of it that way. When you're betting on the team, what's their record? And then say to yourself, that's my percentage of chances of winning this bet. I think it's one of the best. Um, you know, it's not I'm not saying it's inked in stone, it's the only thing that you should think about, but it's it's an indicator that you gotta really uh be aware of, right? All right, uh, let me see here. Uh, let me see what you guys are saying. Um, all right, good advice, Richard Taylor. Yeah, you know what? I I I the coach in me, right? It's the coach in me that's always coaching. I probably over exaggerate or not exaggerate, but overdo it, overkill. But there's a lot of people like Elliot out there who um, who lost their shirt. And I'm not saying that you did, Elliot, but you, you know, but you lose six thousand dollars. That that you know, you feel the pinch right there, right? But um, you, you just you got to be uh, disciplined. You got to have a game plan. What does Mike Tyson says? Everybody has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. You got to have a game plan if you're betting on sports have a plan right have a plan have a system follow that system less is more and uh don't bet on c-type teams all right uh good morning lee lee clarkson house uh ecu east carolina you like east carolina this weekend lee i'm on the other side i like the other side of that one um you look like bill parcells <laughs> is that why we all call you cool yeah hey you know what um i look like bill parcells i don't know if that's good or bad but i'll take bill parcells what the hell he's a great coach uh i usually bet five days a week during baseball Baseball, I stopped betting on Saturdays since it was always a dog day and hard to predict and cap. Yeah, you know what? Mark Nations, remember that guy last year who came on the show in the bullpen and said he was a sports book operator uh, offshore and he says he doesn't bet baseball on weekends because the lines are just all screwy. It's mostly for the uh, recreational players, but he, he bet, you know, Monday to Friday or Monday to Thursday, but he wouldn't bet on uh, he wouldn't bet on weekend because it's too catered. Lines are too catered to the recreational better. It makes sense. It does make a lot of sense. My plan is to win. Yeah, I want I want winners. Yeah, Gloria K says I want winners. All right, let me see. My good friend uh, Ross Benjamin is in the house here. Uh, let me see right there. No, not yet, but uh, he will show up in just a a few minutes. Hey, maybe Ross will give us some good uh, sound betting advice. Uh, Armando De La Santo, woo! Hey, Armando gets a woo. God bless the best man and raise the man. Hey, thank you, Armando. Uh, he's uh, love you, Armando. You're a great guy. All right, uh, Elliot V. Well, you dress like him, so it helps too. It's a great compliment, by the way, on the vest coach. <laughs> yeah, if if I wear vests on this show, then I'm I'm I'm, in, I'm doing this wrong. I'm in the wrong. Uh, hey, if I if I'm doing vests, I, should, I feel like I should be. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. There'll be no vests. I sorry. I meant UCF cash. Oh, UCF. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Good to see that uh, Central Florida cash for you. Hey, you know what? Watching that game last night and seeing the Gus Malzahn. I was saying, man, uh, Auburn, I don't know if Auburn did a mistake, but, you know, a, sh- a shelf life for coaches in the college football, unless you're in a great program like Bama, you know, a winning tradition program, it's it's it's, it's tough. To- I was looking at this this morning, and I'll just do this until Ross gets here. Check this out. I was looking at the college uh, football coaches in the SEC this year. Look at all the, uh, the, the SEC football coaches, all right? You got Kirby Smart. 82% win percentage. Nick Saban, 80 win percentage. Bill Billy Napier, he just got to Florida, but uh, a set overall win percentage wherever he was at, um, 77%. Jimbo Fisher, 76. Brian Harson, 73. Josh Heupel, 71. Brian Kelly, 71. Lane Kiffin, 64. 
Elia Drinkwitz, um, 64. Mike Leach, 59. Shane Beamer, 54. Mark Stoops, 53. Sam Pittman, 52. And uh, Clark Lee, uh, 23%. Of all the SEC coaches, you would think the bottom half of all these coaches would have a losing record. The SEC, the, the worst coaches in the SEC have winning records except for uh, Clark Lee. How crazy is that stat, right? How absolutely nuts is that stat? Uh, hey, SEC, baby. Hey, just uh, the, there's uh, Ross the boss. How you doing, Ross? Oh, good morning. <laughs> Did you, I don't know if you caught that last little thing I was talking about. Uh, the SEC coaches, uh, the winning record that they have, the the the, the top coaches. Uh, obviously, you know they're the, uh, the you know the, the 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 best coaches. But look at these, you know, Mike Lee, Shane Beamer, Mark Stoops, Sam Pittman, all losing. You know, in in the SEC. Uh, you would think that the bottom half of the SEC would be like a losing records, but all these coaches have these great records, eh? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, well, um, it speaks to the depth of that conference, obviously. Uh, it, I mean, the only uh, team that you could really say that doesn't fall under that category in the SEC is probably Vanderbilt, you know, with all the struggles they've had in recent seasons. So, yeah, it doesn't shock me whatsoever, to be quite frank. Yeah, no, the SEC is a, a great conference. And, and I, I talked about this yesterday. I think Lincoln Riley, when he saw that uh, Oklahoma was going to the SEC, I, I, there's part of me that says he belled because he didn't want to compete um, in, that, uh, in that conference. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but, you know, USC is a great football program, but it's not the SEC. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's maybe some truth to that. I think the other part of the equation, too, is um, – you know, USC, a high-profile job, uh, and uh, he, for whatever reason, he felt he needed a change of scenery, and it was an excellent opportunity. I think he felt like he, he's reached his ceiling at Oklahoma. Now he's going to USC, uh, a, a, like I said, a high-profile job that used to winning but uh, hasn't been doing so on a consistent basis over the last decade. So yeah. it was an excellent opportunity to show – uh, that he could build a program and get them back to the status that they were. And so far, the early returns are good. Yeah. I, I just, why is it that Oklahoma, when, you know, they, they beat all the teams in the Big 12, they beat everybody but the SEC, big, the top dogs, right? But I look at, I, you know, I went down to that Orange Bowl a couple of years ago when Alabama played Oklahoma, and it wasn't even close, you know? Yeah. And that's when uh, Kyler Murray was there. And you know, there's they, they get a lot of great players, but the SEC, I, it's, it's there's just something with the SEC that uh, you know the best players in the country feel that that's the best conference that you want to play in to get to the NFL. Well, I think that the SEC, if you look at the teams that have had the most success on a consistent basis, not just the ones that you know, yeah, there's a lot of SEC coaches near the bottom of the rack that still have winning records there. But overall, the SEC to me is uh, their teams are more balanced offensively and defensively, whereas in a Big 12, it's it's more of a brand of football where it's uh, spread offenses and let's just outscore the other teams. And I think that's been the major downfall of Oklahoma uh, in recent seasons. As much success as they had, they get in big games and their defense can't stop anybody. Yeah, no. Uh, we saw true. what happened last week, right, against TCU. I mean, they couldn't stop uh, TCU, and uh, their offense wasn't clicking on all cylinders, and it just snowballed on them. So I think that's the biggest difference between the two conferences. 
uh, other than the obvious reasons. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. Um, before we get into these uh, two games, uh, Ross, uh, I know we got two games we're going to talk about, one in college and one in the NFL. I don't know if, uh, if you listen to a bit of the show, but we're talking about, and we, we me and you, we, we, every time, every year, we get into these uh, uh, money management system we keep talking about, right? And the, lo- the one thing that I say that the, the sports book that are coming into the, the industry right now, they got all these big marketing budgets, but I feel that they're too... Um, to focus on acquisition and not education. And then one of my thing is, and I, I'm a true believer in education. And if you educate the novice better on how to, to bet, you're going to retain your players a lot longer than just having them blow their, their account in, in like seven days and then you lose them forever. What's your, what's your thought on that? Yeah. With all due respect, um, I see where you're going with that, and I don't think it's a sports book. The onus of responsibility isn't on a sports book to educate better. So as a matter of fact, uh, that's the last thing they want to do in reality. Uh, I think that's more of a uh, job for us as handicappers to do so, um, You know, because at the end of the day, the sports books aren't going to lose any business by educating they're uh, not educating their betters. Uh, somebody's always going to want to make a bet. The business is always going to be there. Um, you know, I, it sounds good in theory what you're suggesting, but I, I think reality will say that uh, that's a long shot for that to occur. Yeah, in my ma- opinion, maybe Brian. what I'm trying to say is that allocate your your advertising money a little bit different because I've read a lot of reports last couple of days, how a lot of these sports books spending a lot of advertising money and they're just not seeing the, the, uh, the return on investment. That's because the strategy to me is, is really not working. And when you're doing bonuses, like, you know, the, you know, the sign up a hundred, we'll give you a hundred, but then they don't tell you in that, uh, in the, the fine print that you got to roll that over 10 roll times. That over. Yeah. <laughs> that rollover thing. It's been an ongoing theme though, oh, Ron. Yeah. It's nothing new. That's nothing, um, that's came, you know, look at these American sports books that just opened with all the legalization across the country here. Um, you know, that's, they're doing the same things the offshore has done, but the only difference between them and the offshore, in my opinion, and in my experience is the offshores uh, uh, allowed you a lot more leeway in terms of buying half a points and such. Uh, I mean, I know the one sports book, and I, again, not to point fingers at, but points bet uh, here in the States that, uh, you know, if you want to buy a half a point, you actually have to send them an email asking, um, you know, <laughs> it, you know, could you could I buy this down from three and a half to three? And then, you know, within the hour, maybe don't get back to you. And by that time, sometimes the lines have changed, Ron. So. Uh, I think that that's uh, what they need to improve upon. Again, I know I'm getting off a subject what you were talking about. Yeah, oh no, you're making a, a lot of sense. It's like when I was in the military, yeah. and if I wanted a certain weekend off, I'd had to put a, a memo in or you know a request, yeah. and then it goes up the chain. And then, you know these guys offshore, you know, uh, hey Bob, yeah, he wants to, yeah, give it to him. And, and the, you know these guys, oh, you got to go to the 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 the, the, uh, the manager. He's got to go to the supervisor. He's got to go to the, like it's just anyways. All right, uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk football. I don't want to bore the audience with. Uh, no, it's okay. I mean, uh, look, those are all legitimate points. But in terms of money management, I would lean more on us than them. Yeah, I, I, it almost would be like um, the sports books uh, finding the top five handicappers in the country right now over a long period of time 
insane buy picks from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why would they do that? They'd be shooting himself in the foot. So, I mean, if, if you're holding your breath, hoping that, uh, that even these new sports books in the States are going to try to educate the betters. Here's the, the, the scope and we'll get on to the next subject. I know we went on. Oh, no, it's good. You know what? Educate. See, yeah. some but people here, are probably the, scope the, of wanting how this. Help you. Here's yep. a scope of how you, they'll help you. And they're fine print on the bottom, a gambler's anonymous line. That That's, you know, that's the best they're going to help you. If you got a problem, call them. Yep. You know? yep. If not, keep blowing all your money here. So <laughs> basically, I mean, I know that's a little harsh, but um, it yeah. is what it is. And when, one last thing before we get on to that. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to do college or NFL first? It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, one, we had a great question. He goes, Ron, he goes, uh, is 10% a good percentage of your bankroll to bet on? I think no. Ten, no? No. No. What, what I, I, I would say that the maximum you want to go on one single bet is 5% of your total uh, bankroll. So uh, if I have $100, you're saying $5 is good enough uh, per bet? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the – look, if you if you're – Got a hundred dollar bankroll. It doesn't matter. Okay, you're yeah. not going to make a lot of money. You're not going to lose a lot of money. I think where the uh, money management comes into place is more with somebody, say for example, that even has a thousand dollar bankroll. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what you want to do with this money management, again, folks, is and and I'm I'm going to elaborate a little more on this, Ron. If you don't that's okay. Mind. Hey, this is what yeah. the show's all about, baby. Yeah, I mean, what you I, my my general rule of thumb is three um, percent uh, is your your average bet. If you like something a lot, you go to five percent, and you don't waver from that. Uh, for example, if if you were to have a ten thousand dollar bankroll, and again, I'm using this as Volume, a hypothetical yeah. figure. I don't want anybody to say, well, you know what, Roy, who could afford a $10,000? I, I get that, but I'm using it as a hypothetical figure. I mean, uh, even with a $10,000 bankroll, 3% of that is 300 bucks. In, in, in a top play or a best bet, you could go for $500 at the most. Um, and what you hope to do within that, okay, uh, I know there's always the naysayers that say, I went 12 and three over the last two weeks, and I'm only betting $300 on uh, my picks and $500 on my best bets. Look what I would have been up. Well, what if you went three and 12 and you're betting 10% of your bankroll? Okay, do the math. Now you're going to be betting scared going forward. And too many times, I the biggest faults I hear from sports bettors to deal with me in particular, and I'm sure with many others, including yourself, Ron, is they'll say, well, you had a bad week last week. And I said, yeah, but we went seven and one this week and re recouped those losses. And they'll say, well, because you had such a bad week last week, I cut my bets back in half. Yeah. Uh, part of that is a lack of confidence because they're overreacting to one week. And the other part of that is because they're betting over their head during that losing week. For example, the 10 percent. And I, I don't mean to pick. on. No, no, no. I'm using see, my 10 percent was like on a, a lower bank, like a hundred dollar yeah. bankroll. Yeah. You know, it all depends lower, on your bankroll. It all depends lower, on your bankroll. Right. But the lower bankroll, what does it matter if you don't have a look? I don't mean to discourage anybody, but to do this. I know most of you out there recreational want to have fun, but isn't it more fun to win? You know, come on. 
And if it, the bottom line is, if you have a low bankroll, I mean, there really is no money management. I mean, uh, you, you have no end goal. You have no aspirations to make any money. I, I get what you're saying. Okay, I do. Um, if the 10% at a $100 bankroll, $10 a game. Yeah. Um, so, but look at, uh, even at 10% at a hundred dollars a game, Ron, what if, uh, between college football and the NFL this last weekend, for example, if you went three and seven, you're already the 10% to me is a high figure. That's yeah. And, and here I'll, I'll use one of your lines. Think like yeah. a bookmaker, right? Yeah. Let's, let's say we, uh, you put a hundred people in the room, recreational gamblers. What do you think their minimum deposit's going to be out of a hundred people? Out of a hundred people, I think the average minimum deposit, uh, wouldn't be any more than five hundred dollars on average. Wow! You know, I, yeah. I was think I would I was thinking way lower than that. I would think the average recreational better would put in a hundred dollars, a hundred to mm -hmm. two fifty tops. That's yeah, my and, and again, you probably are right. I, I'm just saying the overall average. One, you know, you're going to get a couple people are going to put a thousand dollars or more in. You're going to get other people to put a hundred in. So you, I'm you, just going on average. Absolutely. I would say the most fall under the category that you just stated, Ron. And, and the thing is, people listening to the show, you're talking to two professional sports betters who've been doing this since you know the the, the 90s so yeah. um the mindset is and and you know you have a lot of different clientele you got your action investors you got your serious investors so the conversations you have with your clients um vary on on uh, on the various days right and yeah. you know uh so yeah no great yeah, yeah and, 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 and the other thing is if you're dealing with handicappers and i know this is off the subject again ron uh, it, it dawned on me the other day um focus on the track record of a handicapper uh, over the long term, over the last, even over the last 30 days, track on how they're doing. Too many people are falling for, uh, and I heard another handicapper tell me this the other day. I don't want to mention his name, but he, he said that, Ross, the guys who sell the best on my site are the guys who have this real good promo sales pitch like I do at your site, Okay. Uh, games of the week, games of the month. I, I, to me, uh, your, record, your record should speak volumes. And, and the problem is with sports betters out there, some of them are delusional. And, and, <laughs> and, and some handicappers prey on that. And yeah. are nothing but 50% handicappers that are making six figures a year because you know why? They're giving you a game of the week, game of the month, and every particular category. And they're, they're telling you what you want to hear instead of reality, you know, and the bottom line is that's in gambler's mentality. They want to hear there's somebody out there that's 70% or better for the year. As we know, Ron, that just doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. So uh, just, if I can give any kind of advice at all, um, don't fall in love with a sales pitch in the promo yeah. or in the title, fall in love with the guy that you're buying from. And, and want to know that over the long term, is this gentleman going to make me happy even in the short term? Okay. If a guy is four, 14 and six uh, over the last two weeks, uh, that should take more uh, weight than somebody who's gone two and 14 and selling, selling a game in a month. No, that's the true talk that the, you know what, when th these, this, this kind of conversation, everybody has with their buddies. They, these yeah. are conversations that everybody has with their buddy. It's 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 truth talking. 
You know, you yeah. speak the truth. And and this you're getting the, the response we're getting, great lesson. There goes Ross, much love. Transparency is a must to get business for sure. Um, yep. Ross is the goat. Love listening to these gems. See, but this is what people, uh, hopefully when they tune into the show, and this is what I mean about the education part. When you educate and you, you know, let's, it's so easy to come on here. Hey, get my five star play of the week and you will win. But no, that's, that's bull crap. You know what I mean? Less is more. And to me, you have to be, there's two types of investors, the action investor, the sports betting investor, determine which one you are, which will determine your bankroll. Which that, takes me to this. Excuse me. I didn't no, mean go to ahead, cut you no, off, go ahead. No, this is... uh, yeah, So what takes me to this. Back in the day, um, in the early 2000s and, and 1990s, uh, for example, there was the Oklahoma Sports Monitor. Well, the standings uh, that they would show uh, over on the document handicappers were all win percentage based. Okay. Now, because everything is based on units earned, um, there are a lot of sports bettors out there, especially that don't run their own sites that just depend on internet sales. They're giving out 10 to 15 games on a Saturday. And at the end of the day, they could go uh, on 15 games, go, uh, I don't know, nine and six. Okay. Which is good. And, and they're earning two, two units where you gave out four games, went three and one, and you're earning the same amount of units. Yeah. So uh, that to me, that's the major problem as I see it uh, with, with these sites now is they're encouraging a lot of their guys to make a lot of volume of plays and build up the units uh, as opposed to your win percentage. And, and that's fine when it comes to money line wagering, Ron. But when it comes to point spread betting, uh, look, again, we talk about money management. You, you buy a subscription from a guy giving out 25 games on a football weekend. If he has a bad week, you know, God forbid, goes 7-18 and 18 with those plays, which isn't out of the realm of possibility when you're giving out that many plays yep. on a bad week. Uh, you could drain your bankroll all in one weekend, and now you paid for this guy for the next 30 days or, or, or the season, and you got no more money, or you got to bet scared and revert back to betting half as much. Now you have two winning weeks in a row, good ones, and you're barely back to even because you got killed right off the bat. So that's why money management is real important, especially these days. If you're going to invest into a volume handicapper, you're either going to bet a lot less money per game following a strict money management plan than you want to be doing, uh, number one, or number two, uh, you're going to, you know, you're going to be betting over your head, meaning, for example, not to pick on Ron, but 10% of your bankroll on a, on a, a seven and 18 weekend in college football and the NFL. Think about how much money that's going to cost you. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, hey, I, you know what? Uh, <laughs> mic drop that's a mic drop right there and this is why doing these shows and having you on the show and i yeah we can sit here and talk sports for three hours but at the at, at the end of the day the goal for people who are doing this they have to determine why they're doing it am i doing it because uh, I, I, i'm doing it for fun but i want to make a little bit of money on the side or am i really doing this to pay the rent 
And then yeah. this is why we do this show. And it, to me, it's real talk. Anytime yeah. you get two guys like us talking about that, people are loving it. People I'm, I'm reading here and they, you know, we hope the thing is we're just awareness. We're making people aware. And I, like I had this one guy this week on one of my videos uh, says, you know what? Uh, I've been listening to your money to cash out money. Cause every Monday I call it cash out Monday. Right. And I, and I say this each and every week when I'm, this is the theme of our Mondays is when was the last time you cashed out of your sports book? And if you're being honest with yourself, you know, you're not cashing out every Monday. Let's be honest, right? You're not going to cash out every Monday unless you go on a hell of a run on the weekend. But if you are being honest with yourself, when was the last time? And I'm not saying you, but I'm the, the, the general sure, the yeah. public. When was the last time you really cashed out? And I had this gentleman come. He goes, Ron, he goes, I've been watching your show. And he goes, I haven't pulled, I haven't, uh, I've been doing this since 2005 and he goes last week was the first time in a long time that I cashed out some of my bankroll because I got too greedy and then yeah. greed is, we know, we know what greed yeah, is all greed, about, right? Greed will, it will make you bring bankrupt when it comes to sports. Betting. Yeah. So have a game plan, uh, cash out Monday and ask yourself when was the last time you cash out. And if you got a bankroll, I always like to do this. Let's say if I, you know, I started with five hundred dollars and I got up to a thousand, I'll take out five hundred and just start playing with house money again. Anyway, hey, great. Well, let me let me just yeah. elaborate one more thing on that <laughs> um, because you got my juices going now. Uh, and, and you know, Ron just mentioned, um, you know, a hundred dollars. You put up a hundred dollars, they'll give you a hundred dollars, but they don't tell you up front that you have to roll that money over seven times. Well. Just what Ron's saying, the sports books are ask, asking each other the same question. How many people actually cash out and make money with us? Yeah. So we know the longer we could extend their package with enticing them with matching their deposit, giving you 25% of your deposit, whatever, they're not doing you any favors, folks. I mean, they're, all they're doing is knowing that he'll, he might have a, a week or two where he makes money. But if we force him to roll his money over seven times, which means, for example, if you put $1,000 in a, in a uh, uh, sportsbook account and, and they give you a 25% bonus of two fifty, dollars and you have to roll that over seven times, you have to make $7,000 worth of total bets before you're even eligible to take out, uh, if you want, take out money out of your account. So. Uh, you know, and uh, what was the other point I wanted to make? Uh, anyway, uh, hey. I guess they, I'll, if it comes to me, I'll bring it up. But uh, folks, you have to have strong. And it went, oh, here it is. Bankroll. OK, Ron says, if you're dependent on making your rent rent with your sports betting, you, I'll tell you right out. This is not what you want to hear, but I don't care because it's reality. If you're dependent on paying bills with your sports betting, OK, um, unless you're in, in our seat, they've been doing it for years and have had a lot of success. Uh, you know, if you, if you're a recreational better, uh, you're not going to be able to pay bills with that. As a matter of fact, your bankroll that you established right off the bat should be this folks. If you were to lose every cent of that gambling bankroll that you set for yourself, is it going to change your quality of life tomorrow? If the answer is yes, then you should not be betting, okay? That's the bottom line. So uh, it, it depends. Everybody's different, Ron. Everybody has their own own goals and aims. And, you know, and I don't care if you're the richest guy in the world. You're not a rich guy because unless you inherited money, you're not a rich guy because you're stupid, okay? But it's amazing how many successful people 
that I've come across in my life, successful meaning in business ventures outside of the sports betting industry that I come across that are absolutely stupid when it comes to sports betting. And I don't know what other way to put it. Yeah, no, hey, that's a true talk right there. And uh, yeah, you know what? And on that note, um, yeah, that that that's uh, great advice. And that's why people watch the show, Ross. That's why they love you. Because uh, you, you speak you it like it is. Yeah. And, and that's why hey, that's why we love having you on. All hey, right, we buddy. go back a long way. So these conversations might be redundant with us, but there's a lot of new uh, visitors that, uh, that uh, tune into the show and, and I can't, we can't emphasize that point enough when it comes to money management is what I'm trying to say. No, hey, Ross, I, I can talk about this every day because how many times have we made a bet and then at the end of the night saying, what was I thinking? You know yeah. what I mean? Like how many times have we caught ourselves saying, what, what was I thinking? That's one of my rules. Well, I mean, there's a, there's, there's two ways to look at that. What do you think in meaning the team that you played on? Uh, but if it's, what am I thinking? Because I bet. 25% of my bankroll on one game. Uh, yeah, they, you really have to rethink things if if you're doing the latter, you know? Exactly. So. All right. I probably, Denver Bronco fans are thinking, what are they thinking signing Russell Wilson? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, uh, I'll tell you, Ron, the, the big thing is, I don't know if it's all Russell Wilson as, as opposed to the fact that Russell Wilson, even in recent years when Seattle was starting to decline a little bit, he still had Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf to throw to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you go over to Denver and you're, you know, nothing against Cortland Sutton, but if he's your best option on the outside, uh, I, unless you've got a dynamic running game, which they don't, um, you're going to have problems, you know? So, I mean, I know they're two and two so far, but, uh, you know, this week, for example, they're, they're, uh, tonight, as a matter of fact, they're, they're minus three at home against Indianapolis. You might be able to get a three and a half out there. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's on the shelf. That was made um, public yesterday. He had been practicing with a boot all week. Now he's not going to be playing. Okay, so now your star running back from Indy is out. And, yeah, Denver's still only a three-point favorite. You know, Ron, I, I've been saying, and I've told you, and you've heard this from me a couple times already, Denver was the most overhyped team in the NFL as far as I'm concerned going in because of Russell Wilson, the whole AFC West and all the great quarterbacks. Well, when it comes down to it, you know what? The, only, the, the great quarterbacks in the AFC West are still the same two, in my opinion. And that's Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Uh, the car from the, the Raiders, he's – to me, he has fabulous games. He's inconsistent. And Russell Wilson, to me, he he's been he's in the uh, the twilight of his career, in my opinion. Um, he's gone about as far as he can go for a undersized quarterback, um, and he doesn't have a lot of skilled players to work with. And uh, when you look at this game, Indianapolis, by the way, under Frank Reich since last year, has gone five and zero against the spread. Uh, in their last five games as an away underdog. Oh, wow. And they won four of those five games straight up. Um, since uh, 11-4 of 2018, this is a Denver franchise. It's one and six straight up in ATS as a home favorite of minus three and a half or less. And additionally, uh, since uh, November of 2017, Denver's owned five straight up in ATS as a home favorite of three and a half or less when they're coming off a straight up loss, which they are. They lost to the Raiders last week. Um, and, you know, this is like I said, Denver it, to me is overvalued, overhyped. 
they continue to be. And Indianapolis is a much better team than their one and three record uh, indicates. And I do think even without Jonathan Taylor, I think Indianapolis will be able to establish a running game tonight. And I say that because um, this is a uh, Denver defense that as good as they were in their first three games, gave up over 200 yards rushing last week against the Raiders. And this is also a Denver offense. Uh, it was speaking of Russell Wilson, uh, that's anemic right now. Four games played, 16.5 uh, points per game, Ron. Uh, about 335 yards per game, and they're going to be facing an Indianapolis defense. Despite the fact that Indianapolis is one and three, they're holding opponents to less than 300 yards per game. So I'm going to take Indianapolis here. If you can get that three and a half, great. Three is fine. Indianapolis plus the three over Denver. And uh, folks, right now, Denver is the overwhelming pick in this game, and, and a lot of it has to do with Jonathan Taylor being out and uh, the record of Indianapolis being one and three, if it looks too good to be true, it usually is when it comes to sports betting. That's why I'm taking Indy. Yeah, I agree with you, Ross, 100%. When you look at Indianapolis, you know, a seven-point loss to the Titans, a three-point loss to the Chiefs. You know, Jacksonville, they're, they're showing that they're very competitive this year with Peterson there. And that, you know, game one, maybe that's a head-scratcher right there. Uh, but Indy beat the Chiefs, actually. Indy, that was their only win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, had, yeah. they beat the Chiefs. So, yeah. So, tough schedule. Strength of schedule, very tough. And when you think of Denver, here's one thing I'm always – and I'm big of this in college sports too. The the location of, of where teams play. And when you think of, like, the, 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 the Denver Broncos and you think of the cold weather. And if you're playing in cold weather, think of the, the great running backs that you alluded to earlier in the uh, – in the, you know, Terrell Davis, all those, you know, teams that won because they had great running backs. And it's the same thing in college sports, right? When you, when you look at uh, some of the teams in the upper states – uh, where the, the cold weather, you know, like at the, somewhere like Wisconsin, you're not going to see the spread offense in Wisconsin, right? But uh, I, I agree 100%, Ross. I think Colts, I love Frank Reich. I think he's a great coach. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, sometimes the, the, you don't get the bounces in, in games, right? Yeah, I mean, last week, I mean, I liked him against Tennessee. Um, you know, I lost with that game. But, uh, you know, coming off a division loss, look, it's uh, as Yogi Berra said oh, many years ago, it's getting late early, and that, that applies to Indianapolis because this is getting desperation and urgency time uh, when you're one and three and you're one of the favorites to win your division. You lose this game, you go to one and four, you really have an uphill climb. Yeah, exactly. The, the mindset changes, the culture set, you know, pra <laughs> the practice demeanor changes, everything changes uh, going into uh, October football for sure. All right, Ross, uh, Kentucky, uh, very uh, competitive game last week against Ole Miss on the opposite side of the, uh, of the, uh, the win column. Ole Miss, a 22-19 victory where uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks uh, played uh, South Carolina State. A little bit of a breather game going into this one. Now the bookmakers have got the, the Wildcats, 6-6 six, six and a half, depending where you're shopping, yep. get your number. 46 and a half is the total. What is Ross the Boss Benjamin like in this game? Well, you know what? Kentucky opened as a 10 and a half point favorite, and there had to be a major. I didn't have time to check before I went on the air, but there had to be something going on because that line dropped four points. Uh, in the last 24 hours. Uh, so I, I, I need to do my homework there. I apologize. I didn't have time to look at that. And that line move sort of caught me off guard, Ron. Uh, but let's let's just go with this. Uh, it's 10.5 or 6.5. It doesn't matter to me. I'm taking the underdog in this spot. And here's why. 
Uh, Kentucky coming off their first loss of the season, 22 to 19 at number nine, Ole Miss. Okay. They did cover that game. And uh, after this week, they next they have number 23, Mississippi State. In between, they have a South Carolina, they're playing a South Carolina team that's uh, three and two, unranked, 0 and two in conference play. And quite frankly, wasn't very good in either one of those conference games. I just think this is a vulnerable spot. Uh, especially after the first loss of the year, and it being a sandwich game between facing two highly ranked teams in their own conference. Um, South Carolina, despite being 0-2 in conference, they are coming off back-to-back wins. Last week against an FCS team, they did what they were supposed to do. They won 50-10. Two weeks ago against a not-very-good Charlotte team, they won 56-20. And since 1980, College football away teams that have a record uh, uh, win percentage, I should say, of less than 700, and you're playing after game four of the season, and they're coming off a win by 39 points or more, which South Carolina is, and they're facing an opponent coming off a straight-up loss, but they covered as an underdog, which that is the case with Kentucky. They lost by three, and they covered as a six-point dog. Um, those teams, away teams, have gone 14 and 0 straight up in ATS in wow. that situation, winning by 16.9 points per game. And that includes 5 and 0 straight up in ATS if they were an underdog. So it really didn't matter if they were a favorite or, not, or underdog, Ron. Um, this is a situation I think that uh, most of the country is going to be on Kentucky. And uh, I think most of the country is going to be wrong. Most of the world, I should say, should be wrong. I forget. I'm talking to a Canadian audience <laughs> as well. I don't and I love, my, I love my Canadian people. You know that, right? Oh, I know you so, do. And uh, no, most 80% of the traffic here is, uh, is uh, from the States. So we're, uh, yeah. we're almost an American uh, TV show just uh, yeah. located in but, Ottawa. But it, I agree with you. And then going into this game, like I love Stoops. I think, uh, you know, him, him and his brother Bob are great uh, coaches. And, you know, Kentucky's having, uh, you know, they, they – under uh, Mark Stoops, he's bringing up the program. And hey, what is it, Calipari? What, you know, this not a this not yeah, just a yeah. basketball school. <laughs> Stirring the pot. Man. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, my my always biggest thing, you know, is, is in football is when you lose a game like an emotional game like last week to Ole Miss. How does the team uh, reply the next week? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah, do you, do you kind of moping all week in practice and game film. It's like we should have beat them. We should have beat them. You know, yeah, you just you, you know the, we're not undefeated anymore. The dream of going to a college football playoff is probably shot. Yeah, uh, even, even, but yeah, uh, you know, if they run the table in the SEC, it's not. But I mean, uh, what's the chances of that happening? I mean, all due respect to Kentucky, they've had a lot of success in recent years under Stoops. Uh, he's really built that program up. Uh, but at the end of the day, the chances of them winning every SEC game uh, from here on out are, are very slim, okay, uh, even though they're a good team and they're going to go to a bowl game and they're going to have a winning record. There's no two ways about it. Uh, but, yeah, Ron, I, I mean, I just think coming off your first loss and, and then having another ranked team on deck, uh, I think it's a tough ask for Kentucky to cover this game. Yeah, I agree. All right, Ross. Say uh, thanks for the picks too. So we got the uh, got the Colts plus three and a half. You got uh, South Carolina plus uh, what's the line now? It's uh, six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, what does Ross the boss have in store for uh, the members uh, this weekend? Boy, oh boy, my NFL is off to a great start, Ron. Even though I only went four and four last week, 
uh, 17 and nine this year with my NFL uh, picks, 65%. Folks, I, I do not overuse my 10 star top plays. As a matter of fact, normally I would uh, just use one per week, but I had two of them last week one on a Thursday night and one on a Sunday. I cashed with Cincinnati over Miami, and then on Sunday, I had a 10-star top play on the New England Patriots plus the 9.5 who easily were inside the number against Green Bay in an overtime loss. Uh, that Great means pick. I'm 5-0 and this year with my NFL 10-star top plays. Wow. Additionally, uh, my Monday night, Thursday night, and Sunday night primetime games thus far this year, 7-2. and two. Uh, I cashed again on Monday night with the San Francisco 49ers, minus 125 on the uh, money line over to Rams and uh, my college football going back to uh, November 5th of last year, 52 and 39. It's good for a solid 57% folks, major league baseball playoffs start tomorrow. Yep. And uh, I love the major league baseball playoffs and I'm going into the postseason of major league baseball on a five and oh, uh run with my baseball picks. So a lot of great things in store. Keep an eye on those 10-star top plays, college football, the NFL. Uh, but, you know, folks, uh, you know, these conversations are all fine and dandy. But remember, the picks I gave out today are free. Do I want to win them? Yes. Okay? Certainly I do. I mean, when you go into a restaurant for happy hour, you're not planning on having dinner and they throw hors d'oeuvres out. If the hors d'oeuvres are good, most times they're not, you're going to give them a try in terms of uh, eating dinner there and spending some money. I would highly encourage you people, I'm not overpriced. Uh, there's some uh, affordable subscription plans as well as my daily picks, which usually fall in the 25 to $35 range, 35 for a 10 star top play, 25 for all my five star plays. Ron, they need to invest with me at your site and you need to invest with Ron Raymond as well as uh, he is one of the brightest minds in the sports betting industry. And I've been saying that for a long time and nothing has changed awesome. uh, in 2022. Thank you, buddy. Hey, appreciate that. That's a big uh, compliment coming from uh, somebody who's been in this industry as long as you have. So I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, you know what, uh, folks, if you want to uh, need help with your picks this weekend, this is a guy in football you want to buy picks from. If you go to the website, ATS Stats, go to Picks, go to Ross Benjamin, and if you want to read up on Ross's bio, uh, you, you can read it right there. You can see his last 25 picks, and uh, you can get uh, Ross Benjamin's picks right here at ATSStats.com. All right, Ross, say, hey, you know what? Uh, great show today. I, you know what? Anytime we can talk about education, uh, money management, and, uh, you know, hopefully the the, uh, the listeners got something out of that. And it's, it's always good that they see that we're not just, you know, uh, talking heads, talking about, uh, you know, like uh, picks and all that. There's, there's a, there's a madness uh, to our uh, method to our madness when it comes to sports yeah. betting. And if you don't use money management, and if you don't have a game plan, like Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you will get punched in the mouth without exercising uh, proper money management. Yeah, folks, you know, I mean, uh, here's the problem, Ron, and, I, and I've and i encountered this on my own um, podcast that I do Monday through Friday, uh, is that people are, are, are don't want to hear about education. They want to pick. They want to pick. They want a winning pick. And if it's a free pick and they lose, they, they, they piss all over you, for lack of a better phrase, okay? <laughs> it, it, the bottom line is, folks, it, like I explained to you with the free picks, free picks for me and Ron are going to be, okay, 
We've narrowed it down to four games I'm going to use on Sunday in the NFL. The one game I left out is my fifth best. And, uh, you know, you leave that out for a reason and that we're not going to go into explicit detail why that occurs. But that normally is your your free pick. So uh, these free picks are great. I mean, we want to win them. But if you want to make if you want to be in the right corner, you want to make money long term, invest in one of us. OK, I don't care if you invest in Ron and not me or vice versa or both. You know, uh, that's the way to go, folks. And on that note, I'm going to leave you with a nice Mike Singletary soundbite. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Oh, you can't hear it? No. Yeah, uh, no. it's uh, Mike Singletary. He goes, hey, baby, I like this kind of party. You know that uh, sound <laughs> part? Yeah, this is, was yeah. a party. All right, Ross, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll cash in some winners this weekend and uh, yep. look forward to talking to you again next Thursday. And uh, all the best to you this weekend with your selections, buddy. Thanks a lot for doing this. Same, same to you, Ron. Thank you for having me, and good luck, and God bless to all of you out there. All right. Thanks, Ross. All right, everybody. That's Ross Benjamin of rbwins.com. And, again, Ross speaks the truth. Ross comes on, and he no pull, no he pulls no punches. And uh, and the thing is, I love the fact that we can sometimes, you know, get into these uh, these banters, and, 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 you know, it gets a little bit emotional, and, you know, we question each other. But uh, that that's what that's what real talk's all about, right? And these, and I said to him when we were talking, I said, these are conversations that sports bettors are having with their buddies, especially when somebody's losing, right? If you're not winning and you're saying, what am I doing wrong? What is going on, right? How many times you said that? Like, what's going on? How come I'm not winning? And the thing is, and if you're in that mindset and things aren't going well, pull back pull back, hit the reset button, listen to the rain report, listen to Ross Benjamin, and hopefully we uh, set you back on your way. All right, let's get to the uh, the fun facts. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? Well, we're talking about the 80% club, and uh, those are always fun facts. And here are the top 80% clubs uh, stats. You can get them right here at atsstats.com. And our number one stat this week, and again, if you go to the website, go to ATS Stats, hit on college football, this link right here. And when you click on that link, you're going to see uh, the 80% club stats where it says uh, football winning trends week number six. Click on it. And uh, this is all free. You can get this at the website. When Mississippi State's a home team, during the month of October, playing on six days rest, coming off a home win. Hey, Mike Leach, the Pirate, is 9-1. Well, not him, but Mississippi State. 9-1 straight up, 9-1 against the point spread. And uh, you can get all the other stats each and every day right here at atsstats.com. I got 15 great stats for you guys. They're all free. All you got to do is go to the website, and you'll get other great stats like this. In fact, look at this one right here. Um, Where's the one I wanted to show you guys? There it is. When Kansas State's a road team versus a division opponent coming off a Big 12 win, and they're coming off two ATS wins, Eight and three straight up, nine and two against the point spread. And again, all for free. All you got to do is visit the website, atsstats.com. Also, I told you guys I would do a one game here in the NFL with the ATS calculator. Let's go to that Monday night football game. Let's go Indianapolis against Denver. And let's see what the ATS calculator likes tonight. 
And uh, tonight, the ATS calculator, see, has Denver winning by one. So they got him winning, but not covering the spread. So the calculator is in agreement with Ross Benjamin to cover the spread. 38.3 is the total. So the Indianapolis plus three and a half is your free pick here today on the Ram Report. All right. What a show. Hey, eh? what a show. This was a lot of fun today. Man, um, the, the thing with, when you bring in guests like Ross and, and you go and you have these banters, it everybody wins everybody wins and uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun all right folks don't forget uh you can sign up this weekend to get ross's picks or if you want to get my premium picks uh right here at atsdas.com a membership at the site for seven days is only four dollars 99 cents you get all the tools in the toolbox and if you want access to our premium picks you have an option of buying them here at our website in the meantime shop for value play those percentages i'll see you back here on a football friday have yourself a great rest of your thirsty thursday hello again everybody harry carey from rigby field on a beautiful day for baseball to be the man you've got to be the man joe the chiefs owns 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 i don't know struggling can we have fun you're damn right i demand that we have fun put that coffee down Coffee's for closers only. Three cash, homie. Holy cow! There's a dog-eat-dog dog world, Sammy, and I'm wearing milk-bone underwear. What the hell's going on out here? <laughs> Woo! If you smile! But the rock is cooking. That's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Let's go to eat a goddamn snack. Over there.